Welcome, everybody. This is Pastor Blair Blakesley, blaring the good news of Jesus around the world. Hey, I'm glad to have you on board here today. And and uh, beginning of January, I shared about how important it is to have a vision for Jesus. And the best vision to have is God's vision, the vision that he puts on our heart to challenge us to impact people's lives, not just in our home, but but outside the home, within the church, outside the church. And so hopefully hopefully that's something that's on your heart that, hey, I, I want to have God's vision for my life and how I can best serve him. So today's uh, going to be a little differently. I wanted, I said in the beginning of January, I wanted to be able to share the vision that God has put on my heart for 2023. And I mentioned in uh, the first uh, first session of Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, people perish. And I told the story about how I was in pitch black. I could not see. And I walked uh, in this restroom where the light was shut off. And, and I had to walk towards this door. And, and I smacked my nose right in. I mean, the door was open just so it lined right up with my face. And I smacked right into it. And, uh, and it didn't feel good, of course. And so, and that's the way it is with, with the Lord, if we have no vision, meaning we have nothing set before us, no goals or, or anything that helps us stay focused on the very thing that God wants to do in and through our lives, then if we if we're not if we don't have that vision and we're not focused, then we just end up doing whatever, whatever we want to. Oh, today I'm going to do this. Oh, today I'm going to do that. And once once we start to to veer away from God to do whatever. It's, it's easy to get uh, caught up into temptations and, and make, make bad uh, decisions. So, yeah, so here I'm, I just want to share the vision the guys put on my heart and uh, and just kind of give you a little background first, because this my history has a lot to do with the, the vision that's on my heart today. So for 12 years, I ministered at the Cory Alliance Church. I was the youth pastor there and I, I love, I mean, I still love youth ministry. I just love connecting with, with teenagers and building relationships and mentoring and discipling them to challenge them to, to go deeper with their faith with the Lord and to see that they have value and worth and a purpose for this, uh, for this life that we have on this earth, that God has a purpose for each and every one of us to serve him so that we can impact lives for the kingdom. And that was just a, a big thing that we emphasize in our youth ministry, just building relationships with the kids, building relationships, hanging out with them, doing fun things with them, and uh, and also teaching them God's word. Uh, we didn't want to water down God's word. We wanted to teach them the Bible and 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 challenge them to live a life that is well, first have have a relationship with Christ, but then walk in holiness before God, because God says, "Hey, I'm holy; therefore, we are to be holy, and we we become holy through a relationship with Jesus." Um, and then we did a lot of emphasis on teaching them how to share their faith with other people. In fact, we went to this big, big uh, youth conference where the kids came and from all around the United States, and there was a a few thousand kids there. And we've been doing this dare to share uh, gospel uh, presentation where we have these big poster boards 
uh, poster boards, and we had uh, six letters, G-O-S-P-E-L, which spells gospel, but we use it as an acronym. And so a kid would, I'll just use G for an example, but each letter represented something. So G stood for God loves us and wants a relationship with us. So the kid would, you know, as he shares his testimony, like in front of, uh, like we did it in a, at a, um, a festival. We did it at a festival. We did it at a, a rock concert, Christian rock concert at, at halftime. That has come up and had, so just say I'm little Joey, you know, I went up there with the letter G and, and show him the sign. It says, God loves G. God loves us and wants a relationship with us. And then I say, I'd like to share my t testimony about how God loved me. And, and then, well, I guess I could even, you know, if that was my testimony, I would say, hey, I grew up and when I hit grade seven, I started noticing that kids were starting to um, break relationships with me and started making bad choices and eighth and blah, 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 hit ninth and 10th grade. It was my two worst years. And I ended up just feeling alone and I was bullied and um, I felt like I didn't have any friends. Um, and, and then I just, just was started to be able to get connected with God, like going to church or just different people that would, you know, feed into me like, Hey Blair, how you doing? And, and, and I just began to learn more and more about the love of God and how he wants to have, want to have a relationship with me, me. And, and I just felt like, like, so insecure about my life, but anyways, I gave my life to the Lord. So that's, you know, that's what we did. We shared the gospel with uh, a number of people, but at, at this one con conference we were at, this lady that was running there to share was overseeing it, saw us preparing to do the gospel um, out in the community. And she goes, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're, we're doing the gospel present. We're practicing the gospel presentation because we're going to do it out in, the, out in the community. She's like, why don't you do it right here at our conference? We're like, sure, you know, so these kids got to go up there and to well over 2,000 kids just share the gospel with them. So that's just something we put a lot of emphasis on. And uh, we did a lot of community outreach. I mean, we just, uh, just an enormous about a number of different outreach. Like we would go to this guy, Skip, we'd go to his house and he'd have wood cut that would be dropped off there. He's in a wheelchair. He wasn't able to, to do anything with the wood. We just took 15 of us uh, kids and a couple leaders and went out there with vehicles and, and well, we had the 15 passenger van. In fact, I think we had more than 15 in there. But anyways, uh, we shoveled his whole patio ramp and the wraparound uh, ramp that went around the house. It was like 150 feet of shoveling. Boom, we did all that. We took the wood in, put it into his, his one uh, wood stacking room next to the furnace so that he could just reel his chair over there and then stick it in the, you know, the wood furnace and be able to have heat in his house. Um, we, I mean, just did all kinds of different things. In fact, I remember when we were going home from, uh, <laughs> from Skip's house, it was snow, you know, we had a lot of snow. We went, we were driving by this guy's house and his four wheeler with the snow plow in the front of his four wheeler, his, the front of his four-wheeler dropped down into the ditch. I mean, it just boom, dropped. He could not get that baby out. So as we were driving by, the kid's like, hey, let's stop and help him. I'm like, oh, okay. So boom, backed up. And it's like 15, 17 people jump out of this vehicle, some with shovels. And we just go there, just start digging out around, 
around this whole four-wheeler, digging snow out from underneath and boom, boom, boom. Then we just was able to get kids down in the ditch and we pressed, pushed up, up on the four-wheeler and pushed up and out. And he was able to back it up. And I mean, this guy was like, like, why, you know, when he saw us coming, you know, it's like a shock, like, Hey, what's going on here? You know, I'm being attacked or whatever, but he was just so thankful. And, uh, and those are the things that to me are so important to reach out in the community and just love on people. I mean, teach the kids to love God, but then teach them to love, love others as well. So that's kind of a foundation of, you know, just things that are conviction of my heart and relationship with the Lord and, and reaching out. In fact, from the youth ministry, I went into Edinburgh camp, which I, I, I speak at a lot of different camps and love to share the gospel again, building relationships. But when I was, I was hired at the Edinburgh camp and retreat center to be the, you know, the CEO. And, um, I just went into the businesses, introduced myself to all 120 businesses in Edinburgh and said, Hey, here, I'm Pastor Blair. I'm the new executive director out at Edinburgh camp. And, uh, we as a camp want to serve you and we want to be a blessing to you guys. So, uh, boy, in five years, we administered to 20 businesses, over 20 businesses, and just being able to go into their place and do landscaping, painting. Um, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, we we went to Corey Manor. The, the girls, uh, the girls that from camp went and did the toenails of the ladies. We we just did a lot of different things. So, um, in fact, I, I'll just tell a little story here about we went to Verizon. I went to the Verizon store just to have my clipboard with me looking really important, you know? So I went in there just to be able to share like, Hey, I'm executive director. How can we serve you? And uh, that sort of thing. So when he saw me come in, he, I think he thought I was like coming in to ask for money or something like that. He goes, Hey, how can I help you? And I go, well, I'll wait till you got your customers done because I, I was going to share something with you. And he's like, Oh, okay. So he's waiting for this computer to bring up this customer's information. He goes, well, hey, I, I've got a couple minutes here if you want to, there's something you want to say to me. So I went through the whole spiel. Hey, executive director, Emerald Camp, we want to serve you. How can we serve you as a business here? And he just like looked at me like dumbfounded. He goes, in, in all the 20 years I've been in business, I've never, ever had anybody come in to a business establishment and say, how can we serve you normally it's give us money and i was like hey that's what we're all about here we we want to serve the community because christ um he 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 served us by put, giving himself up for us so we we want to be able to serve other people that same love so it was just just a neat little testimony about that so anyways from all these experiences um, I left Edinburgh camp because it was very administrative and my gift is speaking and, and investing into people's lives. So I, I gave the camp eight, eight months notice and hey, in eight months, I'm going to step out and I'm trusting God to, to give me the vision that he has for me. And boy, I kept thinking, well, it's going to be this. I'm going to be I'm going to work in the prison and be a chaplain or, or I'm going to be in a university being a chaplain or I'm, and I just, you know, I'm going to go to back to Corey and be a a outreach person or whatever. And everything I pursued, God just shut the door on me. But during those eight months, he began to put a vision on my heart uh, called, and it just came to mind, just two loves ministry, love God and love others. And that's uh, uh, directly from Matthew 22 verses 37 through 39, when Jesus said, he replied, 
to the guy that said, hey, what's the greatest commandment, Jesus? Jesus says, well, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the, the greatest commandment. And the second greatest commandment was, is like that, Jesus said. It's love your neighbors as yourself. And then he goes on to explain to them who their neighbor is. It's whoever you come in contact with, that's your neighbor. And so God put this vision on my heart. But I'm like, wow, to start a, to start a, a ministry, you, you have to have funds. And, uh, and I really looked at it like from a missionary perspective. And God was shutting doors. For, for, for these different employments and I'm just feeling like he's called me to start Two Loves Ministry and I talked to a buddy of mine Joel who runs Chi Alpha he started a ministry and he's like he raises funds he gets his people that work within the ministry to raise funds and uh, he I, I just said hey you got you know help me here I, what how can I do this so he just kind of like explained to me some things to do to help raise funds and God's blessed us to be able to raise some um but I just want to share the vision with you because if, if I share this with you and you're like, well, I really believe that God has called you to do this. I, I want to be able to support you. I would love to have your prayer support and your financial support and, and, and use the, the finances, um, help us with our needs, you know, like a missionary would, but to be able to invest into two loves ministry and reach into the community and touch people's lives. So I'm just going to share it with you again, um, looking for prayer support, financial support. But if that's not you, at least, you know, hear what I have to say and at least be a, a prayer supporter, because I really believe what God has done and is going to continue to do. Anyways, we ultimately want to reach people who don't know Jesus and uh, and then make disciples out of them. We don't want to just like share Jesus with someone, have them pray. And then walk away from them like, OK, bye. OK, good job. No, we want to we want to invest into their lives and and make disciples as Jesus commanded us to in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20. Uh, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus, I want I want you to use me to reach people who don't know Jesus and then help them get connected um, and discipled and matured in their faith. Luke 4, 18, Jesus says, I came to heal the brokenhearted and to help those who are in prison and in prison, meaning not just like a physical prison, but but a spiritual prison to be set free and uh and so that's that's my heart and my passion. I, I look at uh, our churches today. They're closing faster than the new churches are coming up. People are calling good evil and evil good. Isaiah the prophet said that's what's up, what's going to be happening soon in the in our life. We're going to see people saying what's good is evil and what's evil is good. And uh, when I think of people that are hurting in our world today, that uh, the number two killer in a, in the world is suicide. <clears throat> in fact, one of 12 people have had an episode of major depression. I mean, people are hurting in this world. And someone gave me the last statistic. I, I didn't verify it, but he said 25% of the people live alone. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know there's a lot of people who are, who are feeling alone and they need a connection with somebody. And what better connection to be able to give them is us representing Christ 
who is the greatest example of love because he's the only one that died for us for the forgiveness of our sins. So the actual vision of Two Loves Ministry starts with the key ingredient, which is love. Love God, encourage people to love God, and then to, to love others. And when you do that, man, you you lift people's spirits up. And I, and I just believe that's something we need to be doing. So with Two Loves Ministry, I just want to encourage people to get connected to God, of course, through a relationship with Christ, but also through the Word of God, the Bible. Boy, if I, if I could just encourage you to say, man, I'm going to start reading my Bible. January 2023 20, is here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to try and invest in the word of God every day, because when you're reading the word of God, you're opening your heart to him to allow his Holy Spirit to speak to you his truth and to encourage you and to love you and equip you for whatever he has for us. Luke 5, 16 says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. But it was important for him to 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 get alone with God, to communicate with him, boy, how much more that we should do that as well. So, and I, and I do a devotional every morning and I'll send it out to four groups of people, but I just want to share one particular person that I send it to. Uh, he gave his life to Christ uh, in the summer of 2022, back in July. And he, I mean, he was, he was a football player, 10th grader. And last night when I gave chance for people to give their lives to Christ, I mean, he was just, he was just in tears. He's like, man, I, I, I knew I needed to do this a long time ago. And I'm sorry that I waited so long. I'm like, waited so long, <laughs> you know, 10th grader. People don't, a lot of people don't get, you know, accept Christ in their lives until they're later in life. So I mean, it was just exciting. And he asked me to mentor him and help him be invested in the word of God. So I send him a devotional every morning and he responds with his insight of that scripture of how he is challenged by it. And it's just only a handful of times that he did not respond. But I mean, we're talking um, eight months later uh, that he's he's still doing this. So praise the Lord for that. And that's that's just what I do. I want to get people connected to God through relationship with Jesus, but then through the word of God. And then as we're doing ministry, as we're reaching out into touch people's lives, our family has to be our number one ministry. We have families that are dying. I mean, single parent homes, uh, kids trying to be raised in in a, in a home where there's not very much structure because it's hard to raise, it's hard to raise a kid when you have two parents, let alone trying to raise a kid by yourself. And I, I, my heart goes out to those who are trying to raise families. My heart goes out to grandparents who are raising their kids at an older age and how difficult, you know, that has to be. So well, if we could just get more people invested into their family to love on them, I think that's great. First Timothy five, uh, verses three through eight talk all about our responsibility to take care of our parents, our grandparents and our relatives. In fact, um, verse eight says anyone who does not provide for their uh, relatives and especially their own household has denied to faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And I'm like, ouch, because I, mean, I think of my grandmother, especially. Um, I, I could have spent a lot more time with her than I did a lot more. And I feel guilty about that. And that's something I have to live with 
really for the rest of my life, but I'm, I want to learn from that so I can do better in ministering to other family members. All right. So here's, here's the, the vision that God's put in my heart to reach outward uh, in the community outside the world. I mean, I want to continue to minister. I'm, I'm a part of a church. I encourage you to be a part of the church and, and ministering in the church with young adults. But God's put in my heart to, to, to reach people outside the walls of the church. And, and here's the, the foundation of what I believe in when we do that. Everyone deserves to be shown love. And I mean everyone. Doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, or whether you agree with my faith or, or not. You deserve to be loved. And, and when we can do that, we can, we can help encourage people. And here's three areas that I feel called to invest uh, my life into. And one is the businesses. One is the households in Union City, which would be 1,400, and to minister to the school through a ministry called Student Impact. And I'll break that down a little bit for you here. So um, my vision for 2023 is to meet with every business in Union City, which is what I did in Edinburgh. I went to every business, 120 of them. There's not that many businesses in Union City, uh, but there's a lot of businesses. And my goal is to go into them, have it like a little brochure to hand them and say, hey, um, Pastor Blair Blakesley and I, I want to be able to, to help serve you as a business here in Union City. And here's how I want to do that. Number one, I want to pray for you. So if you give me your business card, I will pray for you. Number two, we want to be able to help you with your needs. If you have a certain need, well, there's a certain time of the year that we're going to get a whole bunch of people, like 70 people or more together, and we're going to reach into this community and help people with any projects or something that they have going on. It might be something simple that I can just do myself any time of the year, but definitely in the summer, we do a whole bunch of stuff. And number three is get them plugged into a place of fellowship. And uh, so... <clears throat> Again, I shared some of the testimonies of what we did when we were at Edinburgh, the Verizon and all that stuff. And there's just, you know, we've already done stuff here in Union City in, in meeting people's needs um, in businesses and uh, not just businesses, but even for for households. So that leads me to number two. Um, I'd like to reach every household with the gospel. And this is kind of the game plan right here uh, to get a gift bag, <clears throat> put the Jesus film and the chosen film of Jesus into the bag with popcorn and candy and and then just a challenge to be involved into a church someplace and if they're involved already in a church someplace tell them just encourage them to call their pastor and say hey I want to be able to um, do more for the church or hey I want you to know I'm praying for you I want I want to be more committed or you know whatever is on their heart just share it with their pastor and if someone not involved in a church I just want to be able to, to get them plugged into a church and, and let them know about our church and what we what we offer. So, but before we leave, I want to be able to ask them two questions. What are ways the church can better serve our community? And just get their perspective. Because sometimes people think the church is just this old, stingy, old, selfish people don't want to have anything to do with people in the community and they just love themselves. But but that's not the case. We were to love real everybody with the love of Christ. And so if we can find out what some of the needs are in the community and just be able to help out, we, we want to do that. And then the second question I want to be able to ask them is how, how can we pray for you? 
and then follow up and then find out how they're doing. It's like this lady that we stopped at this one house one time and just asked, hey, how, you know, we want to be able to pray for any needs you might have. And she just couldn't believe like, you want to pray for me? I mean, she just couldn't believe it. So she had us come into her house and uh, and she just wept when we were praying for her. She just could not believe that. Had a chance to share Jesus with her. She said, I accepted Jesus when I was little, but I haven't been walking with him. And so just need to see her just have a renewed heart with the Lord. So, I mean, this is this is what we want to do. Reach into community and help help the hurting people. And number three, reaching into the Union City Junior and Senior High School with a ministry called Student Impact. It was started by a guy in New York who gets into schools and um, he's in the 40 different schools. We started one in Cory when I was over in Cory and it's just focus on what we do is we have it during lunchtime. So there's three lunch periods. So we'll have three sessions, you know, depending on, and, and the room where we meet is right next to the cafeteria. So kids that want to be a part of student impact will grab their tray lunch or grab their packed lunch and come over to the room. And then we'll have a time of, uh, well, there's four themes. So every month there's a different, I mean, every week there's a different theme for the month. And, uh, and then we repeat it on the ongoing months. But anyways, the, uh, well, we do accountability time where people are encouraged to be in their word and praying and, and reaching, you know, out to their family members and loved ones. And and then we have uh, a uh, like um, a challenge night where kids are challenged to bring somebody to the student impact ministry and we'll have like a pizza party and and they just come in and just and we play games and have fun. And then we share a message at the end. Just kind of like to try and introduce um, this love message to new people and hopefully get them excited about coming and such. Uh, we do a um, outreach. So once a month, we do an outreach in the school. And we've done stuff for the cafeteria ladies, and they were just like, they just cried. I mean, they were just so touched. And teachers, we'd have teachers. I had teachers come and give me testimonies of kids that wrote thank you letters to them who were like, I mean, they just were so touched. One teacher who was a Christian said, I was ready to quit teaching. I said, God, I feel like I'm not impacting kids' lives. And maybe you're trying to get me to, to leave. And he got six letters from the students. And when he read them, he was like, he told, he came to me, he said, I know that was from God. And, and I'm supposed to, to stay into, into the teaching position. So, and then there are sports people um, that we did a lot of ministry to as well. So it's just uh, kind of a neat thing how, I don't know. We we just I don't know. It's just unbelievable how many things that we did in the school that God enabled us to do. I remember walking down the hallway. We were leaving to you know uh, to leave the building, and the principal, as I walked by him, he just grabbed my shoulder and just pulled me back. You know, so I I faced him, and he goes, "Hey, I just want you to know you are impacting people's lives in this school, and I just want to say thank you." And I was just that's that's God. I mean, that's God. So I share this with you because this is the vision that God has put on my heart. And this is stuff that we've already been doing in another city. And now we want to bring it here and do it in this city and and just see lives impacted for the kingdom. And if you're thinking, man, I, boy, this is awesome. Um, I want to I want to be able to to support you with this somehow. Um, I'm just going to jump forward because I don't want to. 
I don't want to do the whole thing. I just want to say, hey, here, here we go. So um, I just, I feel like God wants us to continue to impact people's lives. And I'm looking for people who say, hey, I'll support you through prayer or through finances. Then I, I, I welcome that. And then I'll, I'll send you a newsletter. I'd have to have some type of contacts where I could be able to send you a newsletter and let you know how, how your um, donations and support is impacting people's lives. So that's definitely what I would want to do. And the last part is, um, if this is something you really feel led to do, here's the best way you could do it. I mean, there's a couple different ways to do it, but this is the easiest way. If you go to my website, www.blairblakesley.com, go to the donate tab and just really easy instructions. You click on the tab, they'll just give you an opportunity to make a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. If you're going to do like a monthly thing, you know, well, however God leads you, look, whether you support or not, I am trusting God to, to provide for this ministry. He's already been providing, but we haven't reached the goal, our goal yet. Um, well, if we could just reach a goal, I, I'm just saying we can really reach a lot of people in the community. So if you want to be a part, great. If you don't, I know God's going to supply. And uh, I'm looking forward to how he's going to do it. And some of you, I, I know, listen, I know in our world today with inflation and all this stuff, it's hard to, to make ends meet. If you just said to me, if you sent me a message saying, hey, I am praying for you. I believe in what you're doing. I'm praying for you. I would really appreciate that. That would excite me. Uh, greatly so so this is what's up so this is part two next next uh time i have a the podcast i'm going to share part three to the vision and uh but i want to at least get this part out to you first so god bless you thank you so much for your heart and some of the feedback i get you share things about your life with the lord and i am grateful that you have a commitment with the lord and if you don't i just challenge you just to pursue with your heart and meet with him and uh, have that relationship with God through Jesus. All right. Love you guys. Look forward to hearing any comments that I can from you. Have a great one. Bye.